Hi, this is Anishka Fernandopoli. I hope this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button under my picture on dharmaseed.org or go to my website, anushkaf.org, A-N-U-S-H-K-A-F.org, and click on donate. Thanks. I appreciate your support. So we're going to begin this morning with the ceremony of renunciation of electronic devices. So you can um, come up one by one and put your device into the basket there. And uh, if you wish to do a bow, you can do a bow. If not, you can just bid it farewell silently in your mind. Uh, And I'll ring the bell for each uh, renunciate that has arrived so we can all rejoice in our renunciation. Uh, If you have already preemptively renounced your device, I know some people went to the office from the moment they got here and renounced your device, Uh, you can still participate if you wish to just come up and you can just bow and we'll ring the bell for you if your phone is already in the safe. And if you're on the fence, but then now seeing all this great renunciation, you want to do it, uh, you can either scurry to your room and get it quickly and do it now, or you can turn it into the office uh, later on for sure. And uh, I think people know there's also an emergency number, so if you wanted to give that to your folks, so if they had some reason they needed to get in touch with you, they could call the office, office will put up a note, we'll make sure you get it, but then you won't get bothered by every other buzz and ding of your little friend. Yeah. All right, so let's begin, and you can just come up and line up one by one.
So an appreciation of the renunciation of all of us here for this. May your letting go be the cause of your full liberation and peace to your heart and mind during this period of time. So Brian's going to come in shortly and escort your electronic devices to their own retreat in the safe. (laughs) 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 Thank you, Brian. (laughs) So you can take a deep breath in as you exhale, let go of all of the, that electronic impulses which you've now let go of can support the simplicity of our, our being during this time. Uh, living a, a life with uh, less complications can bring a certain peace, sense of support for our well-being. So we'll begin our practice this morning with our seated uh, meditation, and we can find a posture where you feel like you can be uh, steady and alert, and yet hopefully also not uh, immediately in pain or discomfort. The body will, of course, always find some uh, discomfort after some time. And a number of you have done the practice before, so you can practice as you know the instructions. But we'll begin with the unfolding, with uh, allowing ourselves to steady the attention with the experience of the body. And this can be helpful even if you know the whole unfolding of including all different things in it, to just begin by developing some collectedness of attention through keeping it very simple. So begin with, we can just feel the body sitting. You can feel the sense of contact with the ground, can feel the contact with your chair, cushion, bench. And if you like, you can take a deep breath in and as you exhale, try to relax any muscles around the jaw that might be unnecessarily tense. Take another breath in as you exhale, try to relax any other muscles around the face, the eyes. And one more time, breathing in, and then as you breathe out, just trying to relax the shoulders. Just allowing the body to breathe naturally. And if you like, in the beginning of the sitting, you can take some intention for yourself. This could be... uh, anything that helps to remind you what we're up to during this period. So as Tara said, for some people, they like to take the refuges, actually, the beginning of sitting. If that's meaningful for you, if you want to try that, you can. Take refuge in the Buddha, take refuge in the Dhamma, take refuge in the Sangha. Or if you'd like to just establish, uh, may I be mindful, may I connect with awareness, with this experience of the body. May I develop mindfulness and collectedness of attention 
anything that just establishes what it is that we're up to here. Which is basically sitting here doing nothing and being present, very simply. can bring a sense of awareness to our basic aliveness as we're sitting here. So just noticing whatever is there in the body. Could be noticing different parts that are cooler or warmer. Could be noticing areas that are more relaxed or more tense. Could be noticing the bubbling and gurgling happening on its own. And it could be noticing the body is breathing on its own also. Just sensing the whole body breathing However, it's most apparent to you. Allowing yourself to be connected with a sense of kindness and interest to this body. If you notice that your attention has gone to the field of thought or remembering, planning, anything in the field of the mind, you can just notice that, recognize that, allow that to end and gently bring the attention back again, experience of the body. So you can just use the body as the anchor for attention during this period place to gather our attention.
If you like, you can use a very light mental note to recognize what's happening. You can very quietly in the mind be noting breathing in, breathing out, or in, out, or whatever else is apparent in the body, tingling, vibrating. And if the attention has gone to the field of the mind, then you could also note that when you recognize that you've been thinking, planning, remembering. And just come back again, very gently and with kindness. And just let sounds be in the background. Let them come and go. And you can let thoughts be in the background too.
Good to be very patient as we begin our practice. So don't worry about how many times the attention seems to have strayed. It's coming back each time with gentleness, kindness, persistence, loyalty even. And as you come back, you could try to relax again any muscles that might have tensed in the jaw, in the eyes, in the shoulders. And each time we can begin again.
So as we begin our retreat together, we can take a moment to appreciate the circumstances of our lives that allow us to be here. So appreciating that we have the well-being of body, mind, that there's a place that's a peaceful place we can go to practice. can take a moment to appreciate those who are looking after things at home for us, helping out with the kids or mail or work, plant watering, elder care. can hold them in our hearts with appreciation. can also appreciate those who have introduced us to the Dhamma, to meditation practice, who encouraged us to take retreat. So this could include good spiritual friends. It could include teachers who have guided us in the past and even those who we've read their words that have guided us. And even those who may not be official Dhamma teachers, but who have guided us on path towards wisdom, towards compassion, towards love. Us as part of our lineage, we hold all of these people in our hearts with appreciation. And then appreciating your own sincerity in choosing to spend your time this way, appreciating your own goodness. We do our practice not just for ourselves, but for all of these beings, for all we know, all we don't know, all those who are suffering, all those who we have encountered, all those we will encounter, all beings in all states. May we all be free from suffering May we all grow in wisdom and in love.
So please feel free to take a moment if you need to adjust your body to bring some ease or release to any places of pressure or tension. And doing so in a kind of sensitive and connected way where we are in touch with our body as we move it and we're aware of the way the compassionate intention and making some adjustment or gentle stretch or whatever might be needed for our body right now. I think it happened already just a little earlier, but I want to remind you and say specifically, please let us know if you can't hear us at any point when we're speaking. Just wave or if you need something clearer or slower. Unfortunately, I can't edit out my accent, but I can speak more slowly sometimes. Um, and please don't feel you'd be interrupting if you did that. It's, um, we'd like to know if we can't be heard. So you'll be supporting other people likewise if you do let us know. And I'd like to speak a little about the walking meditation practice and the, in a way the practice in general within that. But also there's a few practical things I just want to touch on. Um, first one is that we need a bell ringer. Um, there's a space to sign up on the notice board for a bell ringer in the morning at five minutes past seven to um, let everyone know that the working meditation period is beginning and breakfast is concluding. Uh, I'm not sure if that role comes with the privilege of going to the front of the queue for your breakfast. Um, if it doesn't, I think it probably should, but uh, I think there's enough time to have your breakfast anyway before um, five past seven. It, it seems like a, yeah, if, so if, if, if that might be what's holding anyone back from it, to know that would be a, a fine and a thing. You don't have to sign up here. If you'd like to go and put your name up there, um, that would be much appreciated. And uh, if you need some instruction with regard to how to do that, did the sound just go? Yes, if you need some instruction with how to do that, um, please just check in with the front office, the bell ringing. Thank you. Something else which... Uh, <coughs> also just to mention, and I don't know if this is spoken about at the manager's talk, I wasn't here at the beginning, but the, the old, you know, Vipassana sneeze, Vipassana cough, into your elbow, into your shoulder, not into your hand. We all know this, don't we? Sorry, I'm talking to you all. I'm sure quite aware of this, but I'll just say it. Not into your hand, because your hand touches something else, and then it all goes round. And um, we'd kind of there's there's a sort of a great encouragement towards generosity within this tradition, but that's one of the areas where restraint of sharing is actually an expression of generosity. And uh, and so uh, in that sense, we keep, so far as we can, all those those little beings with ourselves if we find ourselves. Uh, hosting some of them, as mostly we are. And with that, if you actually find yourself needing to sneeze or cough, do it mindfully. It's really interesting. I find it fascinating what happens in the body to be really present in the experience. Um, if you really don't need to cough, of course it's nice to contain those kind of urges a little, but at the same time, if you do need to cough, it's okay, this is what bodies do. Like they breathe, they cough, they sneeze, they sniffle sometimes. That's what they do. 
and equally the sounds that arise from them are part of our practice if one is a neighbor to such sounds as we probably all will be over the course of the retreat just to know that that's all part of what happens <coughs> so walking meditation In a way, it's all meditation here. We kind of speak about seated meditation or walking meditation. We'll do some standing meditation in the next period after the walking. And yet the underlying intention, although the forms vary and the shapes and the kind of what might be supportive can change, the basic underlying intention to be present, to be awake, to be right here is is central and unifies the, the different practices that we will be engaging in. And uh, walking is interesting because it's a situation where we're slightly more open, we're slightly more engaged with the world. Our eyes are open and our body is moving. There's a bit more happening. And as a result, it might sometimes feel a bit less meditative in the way we think meditative is supposed to be. And yet meditative is really the quality of care and interest we bring to exactly what's happening rather than some calm or quiet or still experience. And our, the, in the practice of walking, although we're used to using walking as a way to go somewhere, as a meditation, its framework is actually we're walking but going nowhere. And we walk back and forth. In a chosen place, can be in the building, can be outside as well if you have sufficient uh, equipment for the uh, quite uh, fiercely cold conditions and it's lovely to be out though one might not want to spend a great amount of time there um, but there's also the uh, the various walking spaces and the dining room can be used except around the um, the meal times also and in that there's this there's the sense of sort of going places that we have sometimes it's very strong for most of us the sense that we're doing something in order to go somewhere and I, I was actually just reflecting on this, uh, remembering when I, I first met my, my grandmother in Calcutta. Um, uh, I have a Bengali grandmother, and um, I'd just done my first meditation retreat. And she said, wow, you're meditating. Yeah, I meditate too. I go to my guru. He puts his hand on my forehead, and we go places. <laughs> and that whole association of meditation of going to some kind of esoteric or spiritual or transcendent experience or you know, astral travel, I don't know what she was doing, but, you know, it sounded good on one level, but it was really different than what I was doing. I knew that. And so here, yeah, we're not trying to go places. We're actually, in a way, allowing ourselves to come back to where we are. Again and again, finding what enables, supports, and um, deepens that capacity. So we use the sense of the body moving and the body standing on the earth as the framework for doing that. Standing and then taking a step one at a time, walking for a little way, maybe five, maybe ten yards or meters, maybe fifteen. Then stopping, turning around, walking back. So we're really going nowhere. There's a natural way we can slow down in that process because there's nowhere to get to, there's no rush, we don't need to hurry. But there's also no particular point sort of advantage. You don't gain anything by 
walking more slowly than anybody's ever walked before. That's not the point. If it happens organically that we slow down, great. But what's most important is to find what enables me to most fully and deeply be present with, be mindful of, be connected and sensitive to the actual experience that takes place as I walk. And so just as in the sitting, we use the feeling of the body sitting and the body breathing, which is what's going on. It's sitting here, breathing. In the walking, it's standing, and then it's taking a step, and it's moving, and it stops. And that experience becomes the primary reference because the body is always right here. The mind can go anywhere, it seems, and sometimes with alarming enthusiasm. But the body's always here, so by coming back to the body, we're not saying that here means only the body, but it's a reference that allows us to come back to that here-ness and now-ness. And in the walking, we do this, back and forth, back and forth, through the walking period. And that also allows us to link, as we deepen this practice, to include the full range of our life and experience, it allows us to link different aspects of our day and different situations we're in with a meditative quality of presence in movement and motion, mindfulness in the context of changing experience as we walk. And so I'd like to give a little uh, practical instruction for the uh, experiential instruction for the walking as well. I'm just checking if there was anything else I needed to mention um, by way of notices. Uh, yeah, there's just a, an invitation. This isn't too significant in one way, but you'll notice there aren't any sort of roots or sort of alleyways in the midst of the body of, um, of zabutons, uh, of mats that you're sitting on. And so it's actually helpful for everyone if one has that sense of just slightly containing the, um, the blankets and the cushions and the things that sort of fill the space around one, because this is part of people's access to be able to get in and out. And not while, when, when one's sitting, well, no one's going anywhere, it's fine. But when we finish, sometimes it looks a little bit like a slumber party just happened in here. And I'm not saying it needs to turn into some kind of, you know, precisely folded, ironed, you know, increased sort of uh, framework. But there's just something about being aware of the space that we're inhabiting and how we take care of it. I think for years I used to just get up and leave my blanket in a heap. And then one of my teachers used to always just fold their blanket. And somehow I took that on as a practice. And now I, mostly, not always, it's not too religious, but mostly just take a moment to fold the blanket and just leave the place in a sort of somehow cared for condition. There's an invitation there. With the walking, we have um, time for some walking and I'd like to invite you, but before I invite you to get up, to just notice what is exactly how your body is right now without changing your posture at all, what it's like to bring your attention into your body in the various conditions and states you might encounter it. It doesn't have to be sitting upright, cross-legged, looking meditative for us to bring a meditative attention into it. Notice what that's like. And then from that place, you can slowly make your way to standing up. And I would suggest that you find, if you can, a space. You only need room to put your feet on the ground and have really a few inches or centimeters in front of you. You don't need a lot of room for what we're going to do. 
And so you can be standing on these mats. I think they're all right. If, if, you, have, if you have a mat that's really bouncy, it's not so great. Um, but uh, you can also just stand on the floor if you prefer that. And place your feet consciously. So they're shoulder width apart, pointing relatively straight forward and giving you a stable base, <coughs> therefore. And standing upright, so you, you might want to take a moment to look at your feet so you have a sense of where they are down there. And if you're not quite sure if there's any part of you inhabiting your feet, just wiggle them a little bit or imagine you're sort of digging or rooting into the earth. Just getting that sense of, okay, those, it's alive down there. Um, then standing up right in a relaxed but uh, alert way. We can just bring the attention down through and into the body and including the legs and down into the feet. So not trying to just feel the bottom of the feet, but the whole sense of feet and legs initially. And then standing in this way, and you can have your eyes closed if you wish for this, though generally walking meditation I suggest done with the eyes open. But for this, just for stability, it can be open, good to have them open. Just move your weight into your left foot. And I'll mirror that to go the same direction, or to appear to. And just notice what happens then as you move the weight back into the right foot and come fully into the right foot. How the feeling in the sole of the foot and the muscles in the leg changes. And then coming back to the left, just feeling the transition, the shift of weight and balance. As the weight comes fully into the left, you can pick up the right foot, take a step of just a few inches or centimeters, being aware if there are people around you to just sensitive, moving the weight into that foot and then taking a small step with the other foot to stand beside the first, thereabouts. And in this simple way, the practice of walking meditation unfolds. You don't have to take such small or slow steps as we just did, but see what supports you in finding this quality of sensitivity and presence in the body knowing that you can always come back to this. So we might walk for a little while, then we notice we've become a little distracted, lost, disconnected. Pause a moment, stand a few moments until you feel like you've landed and arrived again where you are. And then begin walking. Back and forth. In a sense, going nowhere, but at the same time very much arriving right here where you are, wherever that might be. And as I said, generally wise, I think, and useful to have one's eyes open because things might change around one. And I did have a student once walk very mindfully into a pond with their eyes shut. <laughs> they weren't hurt, hurt fortunately, but it was a little bit of a shock for them. And uh, I did also myself once walk quite mindfully into a wall. Um, again, no damage done. It was slow enough to be just, oh, that's interesting. I thought I had a bit more room. So, time for some walking and we'll come back in together in about um, now My watch seems to be telling a different time to this one. 9 you have 9.12, so do I. That, these things are fast, I think, is it? Okay, but in about 45 minutes at 10 o'clock. Sorry, we'll attempt to synchronize our time pieces uh, at some point. <laughs> And the next meditation in here will begin with some standing.
which is basically this that we're already doing. So if you want to begin when you arrive, you can. And if you want to wait for the instruction, you can equally choose to do that. And if any of you who arrived late haven't yet filled in your registration and interview information forms, it would be really great if you could do that and get it to the front office ASAP. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.